0: This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. You are listening to Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Monday, the 16th day of October, 2023. I'd like to welcome in all of those new listeners who picked up this podcast in the past few days, weeks. Welcome to our program. This is where we tell it like it is, people. Exposing the lies of the left, the Democratic Party, political double standard, the fake news, the propaganda of the progressive, liberal, woke, Democrats supporting leftist so-called mainstream news media. Here's where we tell the real news and information that you need to hear because you won't hear the truth anywhere else and be prepared with some mental Novocaine or some other mind-numbing agent for your brain, because in this program, we do tell you the truth, no matter how much that truth might hurt, no matter how much the facts might sting, no matter how much we sometimes point out the big ouchie that is the truth of life in America. This program originates from deep down in Bayou Country in Southeast Louisiana, so sometimes I do bring topics that are important to the folks of Louisiana to this program. Even though it is listened to nationwide and actually worldwide, latest figures show 17 countries have at least one unique listener to this program on a daily or weekly basis. So over the weekend, there was a governor's election in the state of Louisiana. Yes, an off year, but you know, those folks down here, they do things just a little bit differently. For those of you in 49 other u.s states all the u.s territories and for my listeners around the globe you might be asking yourselves why is he talking about a governor's race in the tiny little state of louisiana a state with less than five million people in it who cares about some governor's election in a back asswards place like louisiana right well the truth is my truth hurts program listeners the governor's race in Louisiana on its face is probably insignificant to those of you in Maryland, Georgia, Arizona, Oregon, North Dakota, South Carolina, West Virginia, Illinois, Guam, Wake, the Marshall Islands, American Samoa, Hawaii, Alaska. But in the grand scheme of things on the political scale, the governor's race this past weekend in Louisiana can be a rallying point for the conservative movement nationwide, for the Republican party. It was a grand victory in the grand scale of politics. You see, my Truth Hurts program listeners, this past weekend, in a state with a staunch history of voting Democrat, in a state with a large black African-American 13% hyphenated American minority population, a Republican governor was elected outright on the first ballot with 52% of the state voting Republican, turning Louisiana firmly red. A Republican also won the Lieutenant Governor's race. In fact, a real red wave actually poured over the entire state of Louisiana. The home of the nation's Strategic Petroleum Reserve, a state which produces massive amounts of the petrochemical products that you all use in all 50 states. A state whose agricultural prowess is world renowned, a state who controls access to the mighty Mississippi River, a shipping port Mecca, an oil and gas giant. And until this past weekend, it was a Democrat controlled state. No, the Louisiana governor's election may not be on your front burner of importance, my friends, but this weekend's race may be a precursor of the things to come next year as mopey, dopey, gropey Joe Biden seeks to, quote, finish the job that he started. You know, the job of destroying our economy, the job of weakening our nation's defense system, the job of draining our strategic petroleum reserve, the Bidenism, the Bidenomics, the economic strategy that brought you 41-year record high inflation, massively high interest rates, empty shelves, Still no cure for the Fauci flu, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023 and very likely to continue deep into 2024 despite that same President Joe Biden pledging to shut down the virus and not shut down the economy. Joe Biden wants to finish the job of opening our southern border and letting millions upon millions of illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants simply march across the border with no vetting whatsoever. Hell, there could be Hamas terrorists crossing that border right now in sombreros, dressed up and trained to speak just enough Spanish to get into our country and start the next sleeper cell which could easily turn to the next Israel type attack or the next 9-11 type attack, right from within our own walls. This weekend's elections in Louisiana will have a direct impact on the well-being of the residents of Louisiana, we hope. I held my nose and voted for Jeff Landry, a Republican, a Cajun country Republican. You see, Jeff Landry has served as the Attorney General in Louisiana for quite a number of years. And he ran his entire campaign, exposing, ironically, his own failings as Attorney General. His entire campaign centered around showing parents of murdered children. And all of those parents made the same statement. The killers of their children should not have been on the streets. Yet he, as the state's top cop, the Attorney General, should have been the person to stop those criminal thug animals from being on the streets and murdering those children. Irony? Well, in a state whose residents typically scored at the bottom of every national standardized testing scores, generationally, what would you expect? The alternative, of course, was a Democrat who for some time ran the beleaguered Department of Transportation and Development in Louisiana, the cause for the potholes and the bridges failing. After all, he had a cushy job a Black African American, a 13% hyphenated American minority who fortunately for the people of Louisiana and the USA couldn't manage to garner enough votes to force a runoff election in a state with so many African American residents. In this, my friends, I'm thankful because at least now I don't have to endure another 30 days of mudslinging political ads. This, make no bones about it, was and is a victory for the Republicans. It has turned Louisiana red. It was and is a clear message sent to the Democrats that we, the people, have had enough of Democratic Party rule in our country, in our state, and in many cities. We, the people, are sick and tired of what the Democrats, led by Gropey Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris, have done to us over the past three years. It is. Was and will be a clear message that we the people were far, far better off before Joe Biden and the Democrats destroyed our economy, before Joe Biden and the Democrats weakened our military. Before Joe Biden and the Democrats put the sick twisted ideology of transgenderism, the sickness of baby murder, the open borders, the fentanyl, the child sex trafficking, the so-called diversity, equity and inclusiveness sickness, the lie that is actually reverse racism and all the other disgusting ideologies of the socialists currently disguising themselves as Democrats. Far, far better off than Joe Biden and the Democrats who seized power in that questionable election of 2020. All right, all right, don't go bashing me now. Don't go bashing your host for mentioning the questionable outcome of the 2020 election. For the queen of mean herself, the queen of suicides, Hillary Rotten Clinton is still out there herself saying that it was along with the orange man, Donald Trump, who interfered in the 2016 election. That election was allegedly stolen from her thanks to Russian interference. But at the same time, out of the other side of her denture-filled mouth, Hillary Rotten Clinton states, there was no Russian interference that put sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, muttering, puttering, shuddering, stuttering, fluttering, stammering, mumbling, fumbling, stumbling, tumbling, crumbling, bumbling, hair-sniffing, influence-peddling, mopey-dopey, little-girl-gropey pedo, pete into the presidential office. Double standard? Yes. Expected from someone like Hillary Clinton? Absolutely. But she is still out there saying it. Russia interfered and kept her out of the White House, but miraculously Russia didn't interfere in Biden's so-called fair election. Moving right along. In a recent interview with MSNBC's Little Red back Girl, Jen, Pisaki, Jen Psaki, former Secretary of State Hillary Rotten Clinton shared her concerns about the political potential election interference in the lead up to the upcoming 2024 presidential elections. And she says Russian President Vladimir Putin is to blame. The discussion began with Saki pointing out Putin's history of interfering in elections both in the US and in other countries. Saki asked Hillary Rotten Clinton quote "It's not something as you experienced firsthand not something we talk about a lot. Do you fear that it is something that could be happening in 2024? Do you think we should be talking about it more?" Hillary Rotten Clinton sneered at the camera and replied quote, "I don't think despite all of the deniers, that there is any doubt that he, Putin, interfered in our election, or that he has interfered in many ways in the internal affairs of other countries, including funding political parties, funding political candidates, buying off government officials in different places. He hates democracy, he particularly hates the West, and he especially hates us, and he is determined that he can do two things simultaneously. He can continue to damage and divide us internally, And he's quite good at that. She just came out and admitted that Joe Biden was elected thanks to Russian interference. Period. You can read into it whatever you will, but the fact remains. Meanwhile, the headlines on gropey Joe Biden are once again showing you, my Truth Hurts program listeners, what I have repeatedly warned you about. Only there's a twist. Remember, I've been telling you since the beginning that Joe Biden was unfit for office, feeble, frail, mentally unstable, unable to run the country. And I told you that he is running the country by having his strings pulled by Barack Hussein Obama, George Soros, and a bunch of people far, far removed from the public eye. I've been telling you that I believe the media are also torn because some of those in the media really, really want to do the right thing. Some of those men and women who when they were little bitty youngsters, five, six, 8 10, 12 years old, they wanted to be on television. They wanted to report the facts, report the news. They didn't want to spin it and twist it to their own way of thinking. They wanted to go out there with a camera and a microphone and record the car crash on the corner of 5th and Main and say the facts. A red car ran the red light and crashed into the blue car. Here at the corner of 5th and Main, the police were called, an ambulance responded, two people went to the hospital, the person in the red car got a ticket for running the red light. That's the news, that's the facts, that's what little kids have as their ideology. If their thought process is, one day I'm going to be a reporter, a journalist, just the facts, ma'am. But you see, it doesn't work that way in the media. If you go to work for NBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN, or any of the other alphabet letters, you are told how to write your story and with what kind of slant that story will be written and to whom your story should favor and to whom your story should vilify, demonize, castigate. But those journalists out there know where their paychecks come from. Those journalists out there know that they have to do what their bosses and their boss's boss and their boss's boss's boss tell them to do, because if not, they go hungry and then they have to get a real job making widgets or something. I've been telling you that I think the media are actually torn between wanting to do the right thing, you know, actual, true, real journalism, getting that big scoop, telling the truth, But they're forced to cater to the hand that feeds them. They're torn between those two. The progressive liberals in the Democratic Party, to whom the corporate heads of those networks are beholden, make damn sure that not the entire truth gets out. To hell with journalism and their ethics. You're going to read the story the way we tell you to, or we'll find some other pretty boy or pretty girl to read the teleprompter. I'm more than certain that there are thousands of so-called true journalists out there who would relish the opportunity to expose Joe Biden, to expose his crime family, to expose all of the election interference that came from the Democratic Party. I'm sure there are thousands of actual journalists who wish they had the financial freedom, independence and platform to tell you the absolute truth about the lie of Bidenomics the devastating effects that Biden's economy has on the everyday citizen. To expose the harsh reality of Joe Biden's open border policies that have brought in every sort of evil you can imagine. I'm sure there are people out there who would love to tell you the truth, but they need to feed their families. So they continue to parrot the party line. They have to temper each story, each article with the notion that their careers depend on it. These are today's headlines, my friends. And since they do it, I'll add my own little bit of spicy Cajun seasoning, some good old Steve Z commentary. These are the headlines that I've picked out for you because these are the truths you need to hear, along with a little bit of my own, let's call it wisdom. There was a headline in the Fistful of Dollars publication, I am the artificial intelligence, Biden's peculiar proclamation in a crucial speech stuns the audience, sparking another wave of confusion. Enough said, right? The website Mama Say What has a headline that reads, Biden's baseless 9-11 Ground Zero claim sparks controversy. Was it false memories or dramatic effects? Speaking about the 9-11 tragedy while not even bothering to visit Ground Zero, It was shameful by Joe Biden. Publication MoneyWise, a financial pub writes, a major problem, the US surpasses $31 trillion in debt, made worse by rising interest rates. And this is who holds the IOUs. Before I go into this and too far, would you agree with me, my Truth Hurts program, that if you borrowed a large amount of money from someone, you owe them until you pay back the loan. And effectively, because you owe them, they own you, right? I mean, that's the case here in the US, especially with Joe Biden and the record-breaking amount of debt and deficit that he and his policies have brought forth. The gross national debt in America has surpassed $31 trillion, the highest ever in our nation's history. According to a US Treasury report in October, the number will climb even farther as Joe Biden's tenure in office continues. If you find it hard to wrap your head around that number, it boils down to $93,878 of debt for each and every single person in our nation. If each and every American citizen would just pony up $94,000 right now, we could get out of debt, right? But considering a very large portion of our population are children, Another very large portion of our population are elderly and an ever increasingly large population of people in our country are folks capable of but unwilling to get up, get out of bed, get dressed, find a job, go to work, pay taxes and pay their own way in life. So paying that national debt is far, far from an easy task. And with Joe Biden's Bidenomics causing a dramatic rise in interest rates over the past three years, the national debt will now grow at a rate that makes it even harder to ignore. Coupled with Joe Biden's 40-plus-year high inflation, it reached 9.1% in the middle of 2022, remember? Having the government debt being 1.25 times larger than the economy itself is not a good thing. It jumped somewhat due to the pandemic, but it has been rising exponentially under Joe Biden. Thanks a lot. Currently, more than $965 million is spent each and every day on interest alone to our national debt. The Peter G. Peterson Foundation estimates that number will triple over the next decade, making it the fastest growing item in your federal budget. Foreign governments and private investors are one of the biggest holders of the public debt of the United States of America. They own about $7.7 trillion. And guess who the biggest one is? China. So do you really think that after Joe Biden borrows trillions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party, he isn't owned by that same Chinese Communist Party? Meanwhile, Joe Biden is speaking out of both sides of his mouth again. First, he says he wants to support Israel. We got Israel's back, Jack. But now he's saying he's supporting the Palestinians. Well, it's hard to have it both ways. But don't worry, Joe Biden has found a way. If you're a person invested heavily in the businesses that sell arms to both sides in a conflict, you make out like a fat cat, right? If you're selling military arms to both sides, Israel and Hamas, And if you have stock in the companies that manufacture those arms, I guess you can actually have your cake and eat it too. Joe Biden gave a rambling speech about the Hamas-Israel-Palestine mess the other day, and he conveniently forgot to mention that $6 billion that he's handing over to Iran so they can supply Hamas with the arms they need to destroy Israel. My friends, I'm not a Bible-thumping guy who runs around quoting scripture all the time. But if you're not reading your Bibles, especially Revelations, you might be in for a rude awakening. A lot of this that is happening now is clearly spelled out there. But I digress. Here's a small sampling of some of Joe Biden's latest mumbling, fumbling and rambling regarding the idiocracy that is his mishandling of those funds to Iran that are now funding Hamas. Yesterday I spoke for over an hour with a family member of those Americans were still unaccounted for in a Zoom call. They've endured an agony of not knowing what's happened. I'm not even going to bother translating it. Figure it out, my friends. week ago we saw hate manifest another way in the worst massacre of Jewish people since the Holocaust. More than 1,300 innocent lives lost in Israel, including at least 27 Americans. Children, Grandparents like kidnapped, held hostage by abolition. Biden was asked about doing everything it takes to bring home what could be hundreds of Americans currently being held hostage. The Biden administration does not even know the real, actual number of Americans killed or those being held hostage by this enemy state. Now you would hope, you would expect, and you should demand a stern, strong response from the supposedly most powerful man on the planet, that's not exactly what we got from sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely Joe Biden. I say we're gonna do everything in our power to find them everything in our power. And uh, I'm not gonna go into the detail of that, but there's, uh, we're working like hell on it. Nothing there to strike fear in the hearts of Hamas or the Ayatollahs. But of course, until the U.S. House of Representatives gets their collective crap together and decides upon a new Speaker of the House, there can be no funding of anything. No continuing resolution to keep the U.S. government going. No money for Ukraine. That could be a good thing. But unfortunately, no money to help Israel. You see, Congress controls the purse strings, the money. And since no one is currently in charge of the U.S. House of Representatives, nobody's controlling the Congress. We now have deadlock. My friends, just like December 7th at Pearl Harbor and just like 9-11 at New York are important days for Americans. October 7th, 2023 will live in infamy as the deadliest day for the Jewish people since World War II. On that day, October 7th of this year, the terrorist group Hamas unleashed a surprise mass attack launching thousands of rockets as cities in Israel. They slaughtered hundreds of civilians, actually thousands, Israelis, Americans, and others, mostly in towns near the border with Gaza. The Israeli border is supposedly one of the most secure on planet Earth, and yet thousands of these terrorists have seeped in slowly, quietly, and gotten in to perform this heinous act. And yet, Joe Biden, who doesn't give a damn about the U.S. border, has opened it completely, rolled out the welcome mat. We know for a fact that we have received, apprehended hundreds of terrorists, people on the terrorist watch list, thousands actually, at our southern border. Those are just the ones we caught. Joe Biden doesn't give a damn about our southern border. Now all of these heinous acts that have been perpetrated against Israel occurred thanks to Joe Biden. Just follow me here, folks. I know it's a stretch, but follow me. It would not have been possible without the support of the Islamic Republic of Iran. And Joe Biden financed this action by promising the ayatollahs in Iran over $6 billion. That's a lot of moolah for the mullahs to buy weapons and finance terrorism, but Joe Biden doesn't care. Iran has bankrolled and supported Hamas for decades. Hamas, along with Iran, has pledged to destroy Israel, period. Why? Israelis are basically the Jewish people. In the eyes of the Islamists, Israel are infidels. They go against the teaching of the Islamic holy book and therefore must be destroyed. Iran funds Hamas's political organization in the Gaza Strip. Iran assists Hamas in manufacturing the rockets that they are firing into Israeli cities. Iran instructed Hamas in how to build and operate the armed drones that it is flying towards Israeli civilian targets, killing women, children, infants, and the elderly. Iran trained many of the Hamas terrorists who were committing the atrocities against Israel. Iran provided direct assistance in planning the October 7th attacks. According to the Wall Street Journal, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard helped plot the October 7th attacks since early August, the same month, the very same month that Joe Biden announced that he will hand over $6 billion to Iran. Iran's foreign minister attended at least two meetings with Hamas and the Iran Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps to discuss those attacks. Now Biden and his liars in the administration are quick to point out that the $6 billion promised is not the same $6 billion that Iran used, but Iran gave Hamas the money, the arms, the training, the plans to commit mass murder against one of our closest allies. After Hamas committed these acts of evil against Israel, killing a minimum of 27 Americans in the process, the Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei praised the attacks. But Biden's team refuses to make any correlation. Why? Now that's a $6 billion question now, isn't it? While Iran bankrolls the terrorists, Biden bankrolls Iran. Since taking office, Joe Biden has helped unfreeze at least $10 billion in Iranian assets. And now they're pushing to get rid of $6 billion more. Through Biden's administration's lax enforcement of sanctions, Biden has also helped Iran to make an estimated $80 billion in oil profits since he took office. It's okay for Iran to make profits selling their dirty oil, but at the same time, Biden has shut down our own domestic oil industry. Making your oil, your diesel, your gasoline, your heating oil, your natural gas prices skyrocket since he took office. More than double what it was when Donald Trump was your president. It's no coincidence that Iran doubled its funding for Hamas, the very military branch that plotted those attacks on Israel. It doesn't take a genius to conclude that Iran used some of the $90 billion Biden dividend to strengthen the terrorist arm of their military. And now, Biden's looking to give them another $6 billion. The $6 billion is part of an ill-conceived hostage deal that Biden concluded with the Iranians which provides those ayatollahs with the equivalent dollar amount of over half a squadron of F-35s per hostage. Of course, the Biden administration is assuring critics that the $6 billion can only be used for humanitarian purposes. The Iranian government denies this on its face. Iran's president, Ibrahim Raisi, said his government will spend the $6 billion quote, wherever we need it. Unquote. That, my friends, is what Joe Biden is doing. That is the guy who wants to continue to finish the job he started, the job of destroying the United States of America. My friends, it looks like we're out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts Program. Happy Monday. We'll see you on the next one. Make it a great day. Copyright 2023. The Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved. This program is pre-recorded. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautix. This program was pre-recorded.